Hello, I'm David Osman. On behalf of the Independent Research Forum, welcome to this IRF podcast. With me today is Lenka Martinek of Sustainable Market Strategies. Our subject for this podcast, Sustainable Investment Opportunities and Risks in 2024. The Independent Research Forum promotes an extensive range of the world's leading independent research and alternative data providers who produce investment-related research, both macro and micro. Many are global, some are country-specific, some sector-specific, and some are stock pickers. Given the geopolitical and macroeconomic uncertainties, 2023 was not an easy year for institutional investors who are focused on sustainable ESG investing with regard to environmental, social and governance matters. Are the various consequences of climate change becoming too big to ignore? Will 2024 see an increase in the popularity of ethical ESG investments? What are likely to be the most attractive and least attractive sustainable investment trends in the year ahead? To discuss these issues and more, I'm very pleased that once more we are joined today by Lenka Martinek, who is a managing partner at Sustainable Market Strategies and Nordisk Capital. Prior to this, Lenka was a portfolio manager at PSP Investments, where she focused on multi-asset investment strategies within developed markets. Before joining PSP, Lenka was Chief US Investment Strategist at BCA Research. Lenka holds a master's degree in management and sustainable development from HEC Montreal and a bachelor degree in economics from the University of Western Ontario. Founded in 2018, Sustainable Market Strategies is an independent investment strategy research service that tracks global developments in the ESG and impact investing space. SMS focuses on sustainable investment trends, taking a global, top-down and thematic approach whilst tailoring their views to global market conditions. The SMS team has a total of over 50 years of experience in capital markets, finance, economics, policy, academic research and sustainable investing. SMS publishes forward-looking, independent and actionable investment research. Their expert advice is based on a comprehensive knowledge of ESG megatrends and how these trends can be useful to better understand the markets and to make profitable investment decisions. Lenka, welcome. Let's begin with a brief introduction to the advisory service that Sustainable Market Strategies provides to your clients. Sure. Thank you very much. In fact, I think you've done quite a good job of presenting both myself already and the firm Sustainable Market Strategies. But Sustainable Market Strategies, just very quickly, was founded in 2018, basically with the idea that there's really not a lot of research out there that really marries the macro environment and sustainability. So in our view, um, there are some very important sustainability themes 
trends, things like the energy transition that really we need to navigate from a very top-down perspective. So sustainable market strategies analyzes these themes and we try to come up with investable ideas in public markets. We publish our research on a weekly basis as well as we take on uh, consulting mandates with different clients on really anything where there's an overlap between investment research and sustainability. In your introduction, you noted that we also run a second business, Nordis Capital. Nordis Capital is essentially uh, an outgrowth of sustainable market strategies. It's our attempt to put our money where our mouth is. We want to basically be able to show through our asset manager that sustainability trends and themes are investable and that we can really generate alpha using a macro and sustainability framework. Let's start with a review of those sustainable investment strategies that proved to be most lucrative in 2023. Sure. So as you rightly pointed out in your introduction, 2023 was not necessarily a great year for ESG investors. If you equate ESG investing to climate change and more specifically with renewable energy, and I think we're going to get to that in one of your later questions, but I think that 2023 was really a year that showed that if you want to do sustainability or you want to invest for sustainability, you really need to build what I would call the all-weather portfolio. You have to understand the, the macro climate. And so So in 2023, there were a lot of sectors from a sustainability perspective that did well, either because they were related to fiscal policy, so I'm thinking some of the industrial names, or that they had some, they benefited from some other macro factor, whether it be healthcare, et cetera. So maybe I'll just touch on three different things here. I just mentioned the word healthcare. Obviously, the uh, announcement of the obesity drug, the effectiveness of the obesity drugs, and the likelihood this could really be life-changing for a certain part of a growing part of the population that struggles with weight was pretty fantastic. So as you know, Novo Nordisk is one of the top health companies amongst Article 9 funds. And this company just this skyrocketed along with Eli Lilly on the announcement that the anti-obesity drugs are really having a true impact. So that was one area, sustainability through a healthcare lens that did very, very well in 2023. If we think more about what I would say the consensus thinks about sustainability, often it focuses on the E, on the environment. And so in this space, I would say that some of the really interesting performance came from green construction or green industrial companies, companies that really benefited on the first wave of spending from the Inflation Reduction Act out of the U.S. So the idea here is there has been an enormous amount of subsidies going towards energy efficiency, things like smart metering and heat pumps. So companies like Carrier or Comfort Systems, basically installers of heat pumps have had just an excellent year. In fact, it's something that we think will continue uh, in 2024 as well. So there's another area that is really a play on fiscal policy in the U.S. that did well in 2023. And then a third area that I wanted to bring up that did well in 2023 and again has some room to outperform in 2024 as well is the nuclear space. So often when we think about the energy transition, investors are focusing on renewables as the future and they're sort of how do we wean ourselves off of fossil fuel. Nuclear we tend to look at as a transition energy, so something that we will you know, like it or hate it, it's something that's going to be around for the next 10 or 20 years and beyond, in fact. But the reason for that is just simply that if we look at the demand for 
energy and for electricity, it's simply not possible on a short horizon that we are going to make this transition to renewable energy without including nuclear. And so we saw that particularly due to the lack of supply of uranium in 2023, we had this sort of price squeeze on uranium and companies like Cameco in Canada, that is a supplier of uranium, was up over 60% in 2023. So there's are some areas I'm going to say uh, 2023 lucrative areas for sustainable investors, nuclear, green industrial stocks, so green construction, and the healthcare space as well. You said that renewable energy was not the place to be overweight in an ESG portfolio. Which other ESG investments were best avoided in 2023? Yeah, so I would say that the the number one driver of all markets last year was obviously this idea of higher interest rates and how well certain sectors held up to a higher interest rate backdrop versus others. So obviously, this is, you know, for sustainability investors, it's the same with all investors. If you did not somehow gain exposure to the AI bandwagon, if you were not part of the Magnificent Seven, you probably underperformed your benchmark. And so that would have been true for sustainability investors in as much for all investors really 2023 was a year of high portfolio outperformance concentration. And so, you know, it was very, very hard for investors to generate returns if you, you know, avoided or were not part of that 2023 AI sort of bull market that we saw. But I would just, just turning it back to the renewables once again, what we noticed in 2023 is that there was a lot of throwing the baby out with the bathwater when it came to the energy space, because, you know, any company that sort of was tied to renewables, no matter where you were in the supply chain, did get hindered. And I would argue that that actually provides opportunities for 2024. Given the limited progress on global climate policy in Dubai, at the COP28 annual summit meeting. What are the prospects for COP29 and how are these potential developments likely to impact on the financial markets and on environmental portfolios in 2024? Yeah, so I would start by saying that the annual COPs, the Congress of the Parties, is really something that this might sound a bit funny for a sustainability investor, but this is not something that we really can put great consideration into our investment strategy. You know, it's always possible that at one of these COPs, you could have some sort of black swan event, some announcement that really changes the investment landscape. But so far, you know, we're on to COP28, and that's never really, that hasn't been the case so far. And I, I think, you know, just very small proof of that is this year, the major talk takeaway from COP28 was this idea that there's been some agreement about the language about, you know, acknowledging that we have this transition away from fossil fuels. But if you look at oil prices today, they've actually bounced. They're higher now, I believe, today than they were um, at the beginning of the of COP28. And so I really don't think that these annual congresses are necessarily the way we need to look from an investment lens at sustainability. Certainly, you know, there might be a lot of good work coming out of there, but for an investor, it's probably not, should never be probably the thing that's driving portfolio construction, certainly. I would actually argue that the COPs are becoming much more like a Davis event, sort of the Davis for sustainability. There are a lot of people that go there. It's a great place to network, but I'm not really convinced yet anyway that the investment strategies uh, that come out of there are, are, are particularly pertinent. 
so that's sort of my general comments, I would say, about COP. But your question was around, you know, what's going to happen in 2024. So no surprise then that I don't think that COP29 is necessarily the thing that we need to think about. I do think, however, that investors should continue to pay attention to fiscal policy that is geared towards sustainability. So more at a sort of regional or country level. I'm going to talk again about the Inflation Reduction Act in the U.S. I think it continues to be one of the most important drivers for sustainability investing and really for a lot of a lot of investors. This idea that if you think about 2024, just from a purely economic perspective, what sectors will do well? We believe that we're going into a U.S.-led recession in 20, 2024 that is going to be primarily driven by a retrenchment in consumer spending. And so when we think about where there are pockets of stimulus in the world, we continue to come back to there's there are a lot of dollars that will still be spent through the Inflation Reduction Act. And so that's an area that, okay, the announcement of, about the IRA was made in 2022, but I still believe that there's going to be an impact on a positive uh, impact on markets as that stimulus works its way through the system in 2024. Are there one or two companies that you would highlight which you feel look particularly interesting in terms of where you see attractive opportunities in the ESG space in 2024? Sure. So just to continue to play on this theme of, as I complete the thought about the Inflation Reduction Act and the earlier comments about how poorly uh, renewables have performed in 2023, obviously we're seeing a little bit of a revival in the renewable space because interest rates have come off since well, particularly in the last week since the Fed's most recent um, dovish take at the last meeting in, in December. But I would say that one area to start is, as I mentioned, those companies that were thrown out with the renewables in 2023. So there are a lot of companies that, whether it be sort of closer to the utility space in this green industrial area, that have seen their valuations just be totally crushed because they got tied up to this interest rate in the interest rate environment. So a company like MRSCO, for example, energy efficiency companies that have been associated with renewable energy, but actually a lot of their contracts are coming from the government. They're not overly sensitive to higher interest rates, are not having trouble financing. So that type of you know engineering services type companies, the WSPs of this world that we think will continue to benefit from a fiscal impulse in 2024. What ESG investments are likely to perform poorly in 2024? So actually for us, the areas that we're looking at that will perform poorly are the ones that make short, great short candidates for investors that can go short. So I mentioned that we think that uh, it's really the U.S. consumer that will come under a lot of pressure in 2024. And so for us, that means that you know any of these consumer discretionary companies, consumer discretionary names that, that have actually done reasonably well in a higher in, in interest rate environment in 2023 could come under under pressure. So one area that we look to for short candidates is uh, the luxury industry. So for example, LVMH is a company that uh, we think is very, very ripe to get uh, in trouble for greenwashing and tends to underperform during recessions just naturally. So for us, oftentimes, it's not so much of looking at like which sectors within sustainability will do poorly, but really capitalizing on the sectors or, and areas that will do poorly from a macro perspective and that also fit within a sustainability perspective. From the perspective of global ESG investing as a distinct asset class, do you think that we will see an increase in the total amount of money that is invested in ethical and sustainable investments in 2024? 
Yeah, so definitely 2023, even in 2022, were years where the shine of, you know, just blindly investing in investments because they had the ESG label, that's clearly gone. It's no longer a sexy story to say, oh, I'm investing in an ESG fund. So this idea that we'll have the number of the investments going or the money flowing to ESG purely because there's some sort of hype around ESG, certainly I think that that's probably behind us. I think what will happen though, over time is that you know this distinction between something that is ESG and non-ESG will eventually go away. I don't believe it's necessarily the case in 2024, but like all good investing, I think what will happen is that there will be this understanding that sustainability from a macro perspective makes sense as, as an investment thesis. And so it's not so much a, a question of allocating to an ESG fund, but really understanding how to do investing from a thematic perspective. We believe fundamentally that the world world is going, the investment backdrop is going towards one of much more thematic investing. And so within that, you have ESG or environmental and social themes that will do very, very well. For example, we spoke a little bit about energy efficiency, for example. This is a theme that we think will do well in 2024, but it's not to say that overall, you know, we're going to have an asset class around ESG that will perform well. Lenka, thank you for this fascinating insight into the advisory service that is provided by Sustainable Market Strategies. With a little more time, it would be interesting to discuss in greater detail your views on the companies that are the most attractive from an ESG perspective at the present time. In addition, it would be interesting to hear more about your views on COP29 and possibly whether or not any progress could be evolving over the course of the year ahead. The Independent Research Forum is offering a brief trial to the Sustainable Market Strategies Service and can provide details of how to subscribe to the full SMS service. More information is available on request from the Independent Research Forum. Thank you for listening to this IRF podcast with Lenka Martinek of Sustainable Market Strategies. (music) 